Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and otherworldly beings. You are listening to the Queer History Channel. I'm Blythe, your host, um, resident queer and self-proclaimed historian. Um, so today we're going to cover something a lot of you have probably already heard of, the Stonewall Riots, or what's commonly also called the Stonewall Uprising. Um, and while you're probably thinking, oh, I don't need to know any more information about it, I have some random things that most people actually don't know about Stonewall, um, and kind of about the time period, um, which really, I personally find interesting, but would be really beneficial to know about in history in general. So, and per usual, all of my sources will be in the description, or a document will be linked in the description below. Um, and so at this point, starting off with with before Stonewall to give context, is Stonewall wasn't the first riot. Um, there was one that there's the Compton's Cafeteria Riot, the Black Cat Riot, um, and uh, one that I think it was simply the New Year's Eve Ball um, Riot, in which all of these were almost always police raids and police riots, which a police riot is when the police is the one inciting the violence. So an example would be, where was I? Um, and so with all of those in mind, it really says how there was oppression and how the Stonewall riots wasn't the beginning of activism. It was the catalyst of modern rights activism. It wasn't the start, it wasn't the beginning of gay, like the gay rights movement. It was the beginning of the modern gay rights movement, which is something I like to clarify with a lot of people because gay rights have been going on, like the gay rights movement has technically been going on all throughout history anytime being gay was considered illegal. It's always been something, go, like there's always been something going on. Um, and so... Another thing at this point was in a majority of the world, there were what were called sodomy laws. And sodomy laws, um, they of course come from the idea of like the whole thing of like the book of Sodom, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it's essentially where being gay is illegal. If there's evidence found that you are gay, you can be arrested, um, you will lose your job all of these things, essentially your life would be ruined. And in certain areas of the country, there were laws in which if you were found to be wearing clothing of the opposite gender, it was, some places was like even a cert, like a certain number, you could be uh, arrested and fined for that as well. Which at, at this point, dressing in drag or being trans was incredibly dangerous because of that. And so, because of all these things, that's one thing, those are, because of all those laws and those oppression, all that oppression and like these other things going on previously that the gay community in the U.S. would have definitely known about, that's one thing adding to it. Another thing adding to it is Stonewall Inn was one of the bars that really people who weren't accepted at mainstream gay bars went to. They were the outcasts of the outcasts. They were, 
they were the people that were like, you're weird. You're going to like throw, you're definitely going to like cause this bar to get raided. You're going to cause problems for this bar to leave. They weren't accepted in the standard gay bars because they were different. Oftentimes it was because they were, um, people of color, particularly black people of color. There were particularly, um, trans people. And while at that time, they would not have necessarily identified as trans because the language around it was transvestite or drag queen. Um, at that time, most of the majority of the time, anyone that used the term transvestite would, we would probably consider them to be trans, uh, in terms of being transgender today. That's probably the language that would be used with them. So when I say, so when I say trans, I mean anyone that identified as someone who is a transvestite um to make the difference between like trans trans and drag queen anyway so all these people they were suffering oppression con- at, in multiple directions and combined when you think about the intersectional uh effect of being a person of color and trans or gay and there's the fact that stonewall inn was mafia run like most gay bars and that's what they were selling a bunch they were selling drugs and people were like there was the main reason one of the reasons why there was such bad drug addiction in the area and that kind of thing and they were sick of being used so as a result when the police raided the bar instead of simply just letting themselves get arrested uh people started rioting they started throwing things at the police and the police ended up barricading themselves inside of the bar and it was and someone managed to break through the window and actually set the stonewall in on fire while the police were still in there which has to be somewhat terrifying um and it wasn't just one night it went into the next day and a little bit and a little bit the day after where they were all those were definitely those next two days were definitely police riots because most of the time they were they were standing out on the street being like this is who we are and we're proud of it um and that's really the history around stonewall is it came out of people of color came from trans people it came from individuals that were sick of the amount of oppression they were experiencing. And oddly enough, it was one, because of that, it was one of the most well covered uh, riots and raids at the time because it was so large and partially due because of the, uh, there was a particular reporter there um well he's an activist and a reporter his name is craig rodwell and he i believe he wrote for the village voice but because of how much he pushed it it ended up showing up in different newspapers larger newspapers around the country i think there was about between newspaper radio and television there was uh third 32 different reports of it but most of the time it mentioned nothing about people being gay 
that's the big thing. So I never it just said that there was a raid and a riot that happened. But if people knew the area, they would immediately know what that meant because it was of course the gay area of town. Um and on ironically enough, Craig Rodwell, he was the org- organizer of the first Pride Parade, which was not originally called Pride. It was I believe the Christopher street marchers something like that um and he invited the gay liberation front and other organizations to come and help which the gay liberation front was actually founded um because um about a month after and there's some there's indication that the founding members were all at stonewall but because i can't it's difficult to find a list of who the founding members were because there is no definite leadership. So yeah, but it was definitely, this was definitely a catalyst for the modern uh, gay rights movement because of how it affected media, because of how it affected the community, and because of how fed up people were. And also because of the influence from civil rights, uh, which is the civil the uh, civil rights campaigns in the South were one of the largest influences into other uh, oppressed groups to fight for their own rights. So, quick history lesson there about riots and Stonewall, and maybe some facts that you didn't know. Um, so this has been the Queer History Channel with your host, Blythe Smith. Next episode, we will be talking about the Gay Liberation Front.